Hey everybody, this is Jacob K. Mead, and this is the Buy Time Podcast, where we discuss everything there is to know about buying back your time. Be sure to like and follow and share with somebody who needs to buy back their time. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Buy Time Podcast. My name is Jacob K. Mead. I'm your host today that's going to be talking everything there is about how to buy your time. And today we're going to discuss sales and why sales is so important in actually getting your time back and allowing you to spend more time with your family, your loved ones, or doing what you love most. So let's go ahead and dive in. And um, before we dive in, actually, let's take a second and think about different areas in your business that sales is utilized. Maybe you're all sales. Um, Maybe you're not, and maybe you're having a hard time thinking about something in your business that's sales, but go ahead and think about your business and how that sales process works for you. So for instance, my business, we sell electronic devices. We also service electronic devices, anything from a computer all the way down to cell phones, tablets, anything with a power button we can pretty much fix. And so that would be really what we offer our customers. And we do some business to business sales and we also do consumer, um, but that's really what we focus on. So think about in your business, what sales looks like for you. And then I want you to think about whether or not it's something a customer needs or whether it's something the customer wants, because those are two big things and the different ways you go about selling are completely different. If a customer needs something but doesn't necessarily want to spend the money on it, then you're going to start to see some hesitation. If a customer wants something, a lot of times it's going to be easier to sell to that customer because they're eager, they're excited, and you don't have to drive that excitement. It's already driven for them. So those are some things to kind of think about in your business is, is the customer looking at needing this or is the customer looking at wanting it? So let's talk about that for a minute. In my particular business, a lot of the times we get customers needing something. They don't necessarily want to fix their device, but they need to fix their device. They need to have something that's operational, so they need to fix their device. And so what happens here is we give the customer a price. And let's just for the sake of this podcast, let's talk about $100. So we tell the customer it will be $100. What's a rebuttal that we typically get or objection we get is, oh, wow, that much? I don't know if I want to do that. Okay, so right now they don't know if they want to do that because they don't understand the value in it. So the next thing we have to do is learn to pitch the value. And I like to tell my guys pitch the value first before giving a price because if the customer understands the value and then you give them the price, they can relate that price back to the value. So here's a couple different scenarios and we're going to role play this together. Customer comes in, asks how much it is to repair their device and we say, yeah, it's just it's it's $100 to go ahead and get that repaired. Then they come up with the objection of, oh, that's a little bit too much. I don't think I want to do that. Okay. Or what can happen, and we do this a lot, is a customer comes in, says, how much is it to repair this device? We go, hey, not a problem. Thanks so much for bringing that to us. We can get it squared away here for you today. Instantly building value based off of the time, right? So today is a time measurement and you don't, they don't have to wait. And then ne- next, what we do is we tell them, it comes with a lifetime warranty. So then we're adding value with that warranty. So yeah, we can get that taken care of for you today. Comes with our lifetime warranty. And it looks like that repair is only $100. 
right? So then we incorporated the word only $100 to make it sound a little bit more softening to the blow of how much they're going to have to spend. That doesn't always work that way. So occasionally we'll get the customer that goes, oh, I don't want to spend $100. So if you do get that objection, if I don't want to spend $100, the next thing we have to look at is, okay, well, what is it going to cost them for them not to repair their device or not to go with the product or service that we offer? And so then you're explaining the basically what they're going to lose by not going forward with it, by not actually going with you for something. And then that's in our industry, right? So then let's look at a, a want industry. So a customer comes in, and we'll just play it, play in our industry again. They want the brand new iPhone 14. They're super excited. And they come into the store and they're ready to get signed up. And so they get this iPhone 14. They're super excited. They hand you over the money and there's very little objections. Or maybe you do have a little bit of objections. Well, does, does this come with this? Does it come with X, Y, Z? But a lot of times they're extremely excited because they want that product or service. And so if a customer wants a product or service, you can kind of lean more into that emotion. Right? Lean in, it's all about using emotion when you are selling. And we'll go more into emotion selling in one of the other episodes of the podcast because I can I, I talk all day on that. But you're really utilizing your, your emotions and you're utilizing their emotions. And you're making sure that your emotion is matching theirs. So if they're super excited about buying a product, guess who needs to be super excited about selling a product? You know how many times I go go somewhere, especially furniture stores. I go to the furniture store, husband and wife, they just bought a home or they're looking to buy new furniture for their apartment, whatever. And they're super excited, they're eager. And then their salesperson's like, well, yeah, we have this, we have that. And there's no excitement. I'm like, man, that's dull. That's dull. You don't see these people engaging and they start to lose their excitement. So so match the excitement. If it's a product that they want and they come in and they're excited for it, make sure you are matching their excitement. And a lot of times, you'll find when you're matching their excitement, it's easier to be able to sell to them because they're trusting you more. They're using you as the expert because you are the expert in your industry. So you're able to sell to them when you're matching their excitement. So don't sound off. They're excited, sound excited. Now, you know, you do get the occasional someone wants something, but they're hesitant. So they're hesitant on the price and they ask, well, is it really worth it? Or could I get it cheaper somewhere else? Um, they're not really questioning more so the price of your product, but they're more so questioning the value. So back to that value aspect of things is they need to understand what value they're getting with that price that you're providing. And so what I tell myself is whatever objection they give me, whether it's no, not today, or I have to talk with my significant other, I always overcome that by figuring out what value I forgot to provide, what value I forgot to pitch. And so typically, here's a scenario. Someone says, hey, um, that actually sounds really good. I have to go ahead and talk to my significant other and I'll get back to you. Very common, right? So something you could do in that scenario is this. I completely understand I'd want to talk to my significant other too. Well, why don't we go ahead and give them a call and I can explain that because this is a really good offer and I want them to be able to understand how great of an offer it is. And that's that's another thing that you can do. Another thing you can do is you can find out what's missing. So if they say, hey, I need to talk to my significant other, I always like to say, I agree. So absolutely, I agree. I would, I'd want to do the same thing. I know this is such a great purchase and you're making a good decision, but it's always good to make sure that both partners are on board. Is there any questions that you want me to clear up? Is there anything that you're confused about? And then you're able to understand more 
about what the customer is confused on. And you're able to understand, okay, is it is it value that they're confused on? Is there something that they didn't understand? Is it the pricing? What is holding them back? Because the significant other thing a lot of times isn't holding them back. And a lot of times you can make a phone call, you can do FaceTime now. So if they need to show the product or service, they can do a FaceTime video chat. So they are already committed to buying and that's typically a kind of last minute out, if I like to say. So it's like, hey, I'm not, 100% committed. And so getting them to that 100% committed part, and that's kind of your job. So that's what, that's one objection. So again, we talked about the two kind of sales. You have someone that's wanting a product. They're excited. They have someone that's needing a product. They're not excited. Let's go back to that needing the product. Okay. Big thing. And this is with every sales. But the big thing with needing a product is after they pay you, a lot of times they're not going to feel super excited. They're not going to feel like they got something, right? Because they spend money on something they don't want. They don't want. Like let's say some of the dishwasher broke and they're paying the repair person. They don't want to do that. Someone needs to repair their roof. They don't want to do that. It's something you have to spend money on. So the big thing I do in my industry is I always thank them afterwards and I reassure them that they made the right decision. So that could look something like this. It could say, Hey, I want to let you know, Mrs. Smith, that you made a really good decision today by repairing your device. I think you'll get a long uh, time out of it and you'll be able to keep using your device for many years to come. So that's reassuring and you're telling them that, hey, you made a good decision and you're almost saying like, this is what I would have done. And I've used that before. If it truly is, I'm like, hey, this is something that I would have done. You really did make a good decision. Thank you so much for choosing us. I really do appreciate it. And really use that emotion. Customers, they are looking for that emotion. It's something that they want to see from somebody that's selling them advice. Don't sound salesy. When you sound salesy and you're going through all these charts, it doesn't work out. It just doesn't work. And my entire sales career, that's one thing is we had this long list of, this is how you're supposed to do it. This is like the exact uh, way you're supposed to do sales. I stripped that right away because I realized it didn't work, but what really worked was using emotion. So use emotion and remember if they want something, make sure you match that excitement. If they need something, you have to bring that excitement and do a reassuring them that they're making the right decision and you have to show value. Make sure that you're pitching value. Pitch value first before you pitch price. Um, the example for that, another example, is a lot of times we'll have a customer that wants to buy a case. Well, I noticed before I did this, everyone was buying a case based off from the price. They're going up there looking for the cheapest case. Okay, they're $35 case and there's a $24 case and they buy the $24 case whether they, they liked it or not. And then they would either come back, exchange it out, or they didn't like it, they'd return it. And that was a headache. And so I realized that the big thing is, is you have to pitch the value in the case, pitch the value in the product. And so I would simply tell them, what case do you like best if price wasn't an option? They go, this case. And then we pick out that case, I put it on their device so they can feel it, they can understand what it looks like, they can see it in person. And once they do that, they typically will um, understand why that case is so important and they don't want to take it off from their, their phone. So I'm, I'm pitching the value again by actually having it in their hands something for them to be able to feel. We'll dive more into sales because so many things with sales and how to incorporate different sales techniques into your business. You know, we can incorporate taste, smell, which we actually do incorporate smell here at, at one of our stores, and it works really well in our sales process. So we incorporate the five senses, and you when you incorporate the five senses, 
in your sales structure, you're gonna start to see your sales increase, but you're also gonna start to see your customer be happier and be more excited to purchase from you because you're utilizing the five senses. Well, I think that's a little bit longer of a podcast today. I don't want to bore you guys too much, but I do hope you got some information from this. It's a subject I'm really passionate about. I hope to dive in deeper in the sales aspect of things in in the upcoming episode. So make sure that you stay tuned and share this with somebody that could really benefit from understanding sales and understanding the difference between a need and a difference between a want when it comes to sales. My name is Jacob K. Mead, and this was another episode of the Buy Time Podcast, where we talked about the difference between a need and a want in a sale. And I'm excited that you listened today. Make sure to follow us, like us, share us with your friends. We're always here to help you out. Until next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. My name is Jacob K. Mead, and until next time.